Welcome to this new edition of Talking Intellectual History. This episode features an interview with Elena Maroshiakova, who's been working for five years with Veselin Popov at the University of St Andrews on a project entitled Roma Interbellum, a project that is funded by the European Research Council and which focuses on European dimensions to Roma history, primarily between the two world wars. One of the results of this project is a source book entitled Roma Voices in History, which has recently been published in open source by Brill. If you're interested in learning more about this book and about this project, find links and information in the show notes. The interview that you're about to hear was conducted by Dr. Thomas Camuzella, also of the University of St. Andrews. Professors Elena Marushakova and uh, Veselin Popov, they are an academic and research team privately, they are husband and wife, and they've been working uh, at the University of St. Andrews uh, on the groundbreaking project uh, on the European dimension of Roma slash gypsy history. Uh, titled uh, Roma Interbellum, and now it has uh, brought in the fruit uh, in the form of the source book uh, of primary texts on interwar Roma history, recently published in open access uh, by Brill. Veselin and Elena have been working uh, on uh, Roma topics, have been researchers of uh, Roma within the circle of Roma studies during uh, 40 years, as far as I gather. I have uh, I've had uh, the pleasure uh, to meet uh, Veselin and uh, Elena uh, at the beginning of the 21st century, so we've been in touch now collaborating, meeting, uh, talking about uh, interesting uh, points of uh, Roma history for almost uh, uh, 20 years. Uh, Elena has been, uh, was uh, for 10 years, uh, chairperson of the uh, leading and the oldest in the world uh, uh, Roma studies organization, GLS, uh, the old name was the Gypsy Lord Society. So they are the foremost researchers of Roma studies uh, nowadays, and their contribution, uh, I would say, is huge. But, well, don't take my word for it. Let us see what uh, the authors will tell us. And uh, most importantly, check out this open access book uh, on uh, your own. So, Elena, uh, if I may ask you, why is it popular to think that the Roma have no history? Let's talk about, you know, this kind of generalities not everyone may know. Yes, of course, uh, we can speak about general things, but maybe only to add uh, uh, that uh, now we are speaking about the just published book, uh, which is open access and everybody can read it. So maybe the talk is not so 
important because I hope we wrote everything in the book and uh, the answer to the question uh, could be found on uh, pages of the book. Uh, always the work is speaking better than uh, oral communication. But uh, despite of this, uh, of course, we can continue to speak and uh, I will try to say maybe a little more than in the introduction of the book, where all these questions are uh, also discussed. Uh, so the question why it is popular to think that the Roma have no history. Uh, this question could be viewed from uh, two sides. Uh, uh, one side is uh, uh, whether Roma have their own history, why they have not their own history, and the other side of the question, why the majority population think that drama have no history. Uh, the first issue, maybe more easy one, is why the majority think that drama have no history. Uh, this is something which uh, is not so new. Uh, this is a very common perception uh, uh, which uh, could be characterized as uh, Orientalism, uh, uh, Balkanism or even colonial approach uh, towards the others who are not well known, who are apart about whom uh, the perception, the stereotype, stereotypical view of majority is that they are uh, people on the verge, uh, in the margin of the society and our world. Uh, of course, this uh, we would like to say it's overcome. However, a sentence in this sense, the drama have no history, we can found uh, even in contemporary academic uh, books uh, and not only in pubs uh, where one could maybe expected such uh, outdated statements. Uh, the reason, uh, I think it's also written about reason of such kind of approach towards many other population, not only gypsies. And always when we are speaking about gypsies or Roma, we have feeling that uh, the main problem is that uh, they are always looked at as something very, very, very different. Uh, not like uh, all other nations, because nobody will say that Germans have no history. Nobody will say that Britain has no history or that Scotland has no history, etc., etc. But always when speaking about Roma, the feeling is as the people stop to think. They uh, turn off their minds and are trying to find strange explanation of uh, things which uh, are very easy to understand if uh, we are looking uh, uh, to, at them uh, in the same way as uh, if we are looking at any other nation. Uh, oh, okay. In general, the stereotype is of disparage, sometimes anonymity, sometimes exotizing, and all these uh, 
lead to this conclusion. But if we are speaking why they have no own history, this is uh, something maybe more interesting. Uh, uh, what means for one nation to have own history? To have own history, it means to have scholars, historians who write this history, to have states who support schools in uh, which this history is uh, taught, uh, uh, to have uh, books which are distributed, supported uh, their printing, and so on and so on. It's uh, like with language, what, what is official language? Uh, the well-known saying, uh, state, uh, police, army, and all these instruments. So Roma have no own history because they have not own state and they have no own support. Uh, in this sense, they have not own history, which uh, is known. But this doesn't mean that they are not uh, Roma people who try to write their history, who are offering their own reading of their history, uh, very often because they are not satisfied with that, what they can found in the books. Uh, and this started as early as uh, in 19th century. Uh, why these uh, numerous histories, which are written sometimes and are preserved uh, in archives, and uh, the process of writing of such kind of own histories, uh, to create own meta-narrative, meta-history, which will be common for all Roma in the world. Why it is not successful is uh, because very simple reason, uh, a huge dispersion of the gypsy community is through all the worlds, a lack of information about the work of people in previous epochs, and in general, we are coming again to the lack of own state. So maybe this answers the question. So that's very exhaustive, truly speaking. And uh, probably uh, now we can start moving closer to the book. And, uh, you, you know, such an open ended question. What was the main motivation for you to embark on this project, to start this project? Uh, Maybe exactly that, because uh, working so many years in field of uh, Romani studies, of course, we come across uh, several circumstances which uh, uh, we worried. Uh, first of all, this is uh, in general the attitudes in uh, community of history scholars towards the topic as something which is not significant, which is not worthy to research. This was something with which we struggled many, many years. Uh, and this started to change only recently, but it started to change in very strange manner. It started to be changed in a manner which we can call political order manner. The topic of Roma become uh, current. More and more scholars uh, are included in researching of this topic. Of course, there are some who have genuine interest and so on. Uh, I'm not speaking about exception. I'm speaking about the major trend. And uh, uh, 
very often when the topic is current, the people try to work uh, along the current lines very quick and try to find the more easiest way. And what is the more easiest way? To take this, what is uh, the tip of the uh, uh, iceberg? Uh, that, that what is very easy accessible, what is uh, visible, and uh, from which uh, it is easy to produce book, uh, article, projects, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, in order to encompass our topic, it's necessary to know many languages because Roma are living in many countries. And of course, a lot of documents are in local languages. It is necessary to know Romani language also because there are also documents in Romani language. And many of these sources are very hard accessible uh, because it requires specific knowledge. Knowledge of the archives in specific countries uh, about language I said. Uh, so it's it's more hard work, and that is maybe reason that uh, it is not in mainstream of European history. What is already in mainstream of European history, and uh, which is not so easy task, and uh, we are very grateful to the colleagues who do that is the research of attitudes of majority towards uh, Roma or gypsies. Uh, the terminology uh, differs in each specific author and in each specific uh, historical period. Uh, there are excellent researches of legislation towards gypsies. The framework in which they live, uh, this is well done. Excellent work are about uh, about appearance and development of stereotypes against gypsies. Excellent works uh, are done about uh, policy of Western European countries towards gypsies, political measures, police uh, regulations, uh, legislation, and so and so. Uh, less in this regard is about Eastern Europe, but uh, it also appeared. They are also studies which illustrated the attitudes towards uh, gypsies from the state. But the problem is that uh, this is only a very small part of the, the picture, and uh, this part of the picture doesn't uh, enough critically look at uh, even at the documents. Because it's uh, maybe known, maybe not so known, that not always the legislation uh, is uh, obligatory. In many regions of the world, we have a lot of legislation measures which are not observed. And so if uh, we find documents in one country, for example, Czechoslovakia or some other country, that nomadism is forbidden, it doesn't mean that the Romanism is really forbidden. For example, in Bulgaria, we have several documents which forbid nomadism, but uh, starting from 19th century. Uh, it means uh, even in Ottoman Empire, there have been some legislation in these uh, directions, but the 
final end of nomadism was uh, much later in 58. So uh, this point, uh, most of the researcher lacked that it is not only necessary to study state documents, but also the real practice. And what is almost absolutely unknown are the documents produced by Roma themselves. Uh, the vision of uh, the Roma visionaries is not known. Their uh, manuscripts, which are kept in archives, very, very often in state archives, sometimes in private archives, they are unknown. The problem is that nobody bothered, almost nobody, there are some exceptions, uh, to go in deep in this topic and to search uh, for the source information. It's very easy if we are speaking about contemporary period. Then the stereotype is, this is non-written culture, they have oral history, let's gather all our history and we will have answer to all questions. But what about the time when we cannot use oral history, 19th century, beginning of 20th century? And always oral history is not absolute uh, reliable. Also written history could not be reliable. It's necessary to confront, to confront uh, both type of history in order to reach a result. So I think this is the main reason why they are not in mainstream of European history. Indeed. So this image of ideas of how to organize social and political life as expressed by, by, by the Roma are unknown, these visions of uh, uh, of Roma thinkers, they are not known, uh, and probably that was one of the reasons that, as as uh, long as I, as far as I remember, one of the peer reviewers uh, of your project uh, was commenting uh, that uh, uh, when you when you decided that you would be looking for documents produced by Roma in the interwar period, uh, the comment was there is nothing to be found because. You know that the stereotype is that uh, the Roma has a purely oral culture, which is obviously not true. And you found uh, a lot uh, uh, of uh, material uh, going to the archives with your collaborators. And now turning more closely to the findings uh, which you present in the book, could could you tell us, uh, your you and your team, how much material have you found in the uh, in the archives and how much of this material from the interwar period made it to the book? Oh, it's very difficult to make such quantitative assessment. <laughs> really, I didn't count exactly how much of materials uh, is in the book. Uh, uh, parallel with the book, we are starting to make a database of archival sources uh, and uh, but this was not in forefront this uh, is continuing to be done and until now we have more than thousand sources described and much 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 more collected and uh, maybe many un undiscovered uh, 
So even we were surprised how huge amount of uh, source materials is available. And this is in spite that in some uh, countries, in some places, the archive have been destroyed during the Second World War. This is case of some region in former Soviet Union. This is the tragical situation of Poland uh, when in uh, Warsaw upsprang, uh, the Warsaw was uh, completely destroyed, including the archives where these documents have been stored. But in spite of this, we discovered unbelievable huge amount of materials. Uh, only imagine in short period of interwar period of time, we discovered 22 newspapers and journals which were published. Some of them only in Rom uh, Romani language, some in other language. And about one, we know that it was published, but we don't know name of the journal and we didn't find him. 22 are these which we find, found. At least uh, some uh, documented notes or at least one number, because there are some newspapers which have been published in uh, huge circulation and uh, many numbers, but preserved are, for example, from newspaper Stalin's only one number. And it's document, and this is 137 number. So they have been before many numbers, and after that, uh, we discovered a lot of uh, other documents uh, produced by Roma. Uh, Statute of organization, which they uh, founded, uh, uh, minutes of the meetings, uh, uh, newspaper interviews, which could be count as some kind of secondary but it's also transferred their voice. Uh, we <coughs> discovered even manuscripts, even about uh, own history, which were not published, and so on. So the materials is extremely numerous. Well, from what you say, I gather that you discovered uh, around, you gathered around uh, and uh, annotated around 1,000 archival units there are several thousand uh, which you gathered, so it means many are not gathered yet. So uh, just to give our listeners an idea, from the interwar period, there are at least uh, 10,000 uh, archival units, uh, which uh, of about which we have information. And when it comes uh, to the source book of yours, obviously only a small percentage of the gathered material uh, was selected for the source book because source books is 1000 pages. It is huge, but it is still, as you said, uh, a tip of iceberg, which actually gives the, the, the idea uh, to historians, to PhD students, what can be done, what is out there, the problem is to start looking for it, to start identifying it, to start doing research on that. And that's exactly one of the main functions of practical research, research focused functions of your source book. 
So if 20 years can yield so much material, uh, we could say that during the 20th century, there should be out there at least five times more of what you've discovered. Uh, but obviously, uh, two scholars cannot do, and even their team cannot do everything. And it is also an appeal and uh, a guide for other scholars where to go and how to look uh, at and for these uh, issues regarding uh, Roma history and within the context uh, of European uh, history. So turning to your source book, uh, when you've gathered the material which you are presenting now in this uh, source book, uh, can we talk about these uh, practical issues which are of an interest uh, uh, to historians uh, and researchers who who need who need certain skills to go out there and find this material. Uh, in which languages were written uh, the material you discovered? Mostly in Romani or mostly in the countries uh, in the languages of the countries of residence of, of the author. It, it is an important piece of information for researchers what skills they need to get in order to access this material. In general, most of the information is in local languages, in languages of the countries where Romali is. And there have been also discussions among uh, the members of Roma, Roma elite about this. Uh, and this was consciousness decision to make their text accessible to the majorities. Of course, they are also in Romani language. They are more for personal use and exceptionist uh, former Soviet Union when in the early years of Soviet Union, it was state support for uh, publishing in Romani language. So, and from this period, it's uh, unbelievably huge materials of uh, information in Romani language, which is mostly unused until now, because it requires knowledge of uh, Romani language, of course. Uh, uh, but in general, mostly these are the local languages. And uh, maybe only to add to that what you said, that in the source book, we selected the most important materials which show uh, the efforts of Roma visionaries uh, for civic emancipation, for their ethnic and civic emancipation. For uh, it's these materials which shows that the process of national building uh, among Roma run parallelly with process of national building of uh, other smaller nation in uh, Central and Eastern and Southeastern Europe. <laughs> that uh, we have not the light history here. We have not a different kind of modernization. Uh, Really, nothing uh, which differs uh, gypsies at that time from uh, any other nation in the region. Uh, maybe only the outcome is different. They were not able to establish own state. And this is because of uh, circumstances that they are not located at one place and uh, had not enough lobby yeah, at that time. But all ideas we can uh, uh, see 
also in the words of uh, Roma visionaries. So what you are saying, uh, it shows that uh, Roma saw themselves uh, as part uh, of uh, European politics, history and society. They participated in the world uh, of uh, interwar ethno-linguistic national movements who were, who were trying to establish their own nation states. They were unsuccessful at it, as some other uh, ethno-linguistic national movements were unsuccessful, like, uh, for instance, uh, the Jews, for, like, uh, for, for instance, like the Russians uh, or the Silesians, and, and so on and so on. Uh, uh, but it means their history is European. They are excluded uh, by, by pure and uh, undiluted racial prejudice, uh, which still kind of is circulating in Europe. What is interesting, what you've just said, that uh, uh, it seems uh, that like one quarter or one third of all the material uh, produced in the interwar period was produced in the Soviet Union with this uh, state support and this material is out there and on top. So it is great, uh, great uh, material for researchers to sift through and to come to uh, new uh, conclusions. Now, you've been researching uh, Roma history, Roma societies, Roma culture for 40 years. That's that's the entire academic life. Uh, and now you had this uh, great opportunity for five years uh, to focus on the interwar period. What was the biggest surprise for you as researchers who are knowledgeable about the subject? What have you discovered uh, which raised your eyebrows? Oh, I think they have been very surprised. Uh, surprised. And also some of previous opinion had changed, of course, because if you have uh, access to documents, uh, some information which uh, you receive from other books could be corrected. And I hope that a lot of uh, such mistaken information will be correct uh, after reading uh, of our book. One of biggest surprise was uh, that the first newspaper, Gypsy newspaper, was published in Ottoman Empire time. The almost, the absolute first uh, one. Uh, and the whole movement uh, in Turkey was uh, surprised because the Miliet system, Ottoman Empire, and so on, is well known. And uh, it was not expected that uh, we will find something like that. Another surprise was that uh, always it was said, and it was also our opinion, that the revival, Roma revival in Soviet Union, in early Soviet Union, and all this uh, movement was uh, uh, pushed, sponsored, uh, initiated by the state. Uh, it was just opposite. Uh, the state make the frames, make it possible through the policy of that time, which was equal to all other nations, not only it was not specifically towards them, but the most initiatives come from Romanian intelligentsia. 
and uh, it is documented in their letters, uh, including to the Stalin letters, uh, to high personalities in uh, the Republic, and also on the pages of their press, uh, in their interviews, and so on. So this uh, is uh, absolute uh, fix that the initiative for most things uh, was from uh, Roma themselves. Uh, another surprise was Hungary. In all books uh, written so far, the image of hung Hungary in uh, period uh, of between two, two world wars was that they suffered so a lot from Versailles uh, agreement that they have not paying at all attention to gypsies and the Roma have not responded to that. It appears that it's just opposite. Absolute active uh, movement of uh, especially Roma musicians in Hungary who established organization, uh, who printed uh, newspapers, uh, who lobbied absolutely uh, successfully in Hungarian society for their place in the society, respectable place. Uh, surprise was also Finland. However, maybe not so big because Finland was part of Russian Empire and some influence could be expected, but uh, we didn't expect uh, such big amount of uh, sources preserved in Finland. So, but maybe the biggest surprise was the huge amount of the material. Maybe this is to say it's short. We, expected to find source material, but even we were surprised how many. Yeah, that's probably that is the biggest uh, f finding, as you pointed out, and meta-finding and uh, the uh, biggest uh, indication that the material is out there, that simply researchers are unknowledgeable or are uh, prejudice by the general prejudice against Roma circulating that there is nothing to be found there. So if you look at this material, what was the most interesting or one of the most interesting uh, political projects uh, proposed by Roma, which you found described in this material? Maybe the autonomy in Soviet Union. Uh, Could you tell us something more about this, uh, this project, please? Uh, this is uh, connected with the idea about uh, own state. Uh, we started to speak about that. Maybe what is interesting and maybe what is different from uh, some other nation in uh, regional Central Eastern and Southeastern Europe, that uh, most of Roma visionaries, in spite of uh, ideas for creation of their own states, mm, developed their vision about their future as equal part, ethnically specific, uh, with preserved uh, heritage, uh, culture, etc., but in frames of their countries. Maybe this is uh, the most uh, characteristic of specificity of historical thought of uh, gypsies in this period of time. And uh, so the Roma intelligentsia in former Soviet Union 
where it was possible to establish own national council, national nationality, village council, but it was also possible to establish own republic or autonomous region. And uh, they make steps in these directions. Uh, we can understand this. Uh, after First World War, after revolution, poor uh, country, uh, all shortage, uh, uh, difficulties of nomadic way of life, <clears throat> and the way to solve the problems was uh, seen in uh, sedentarization, establishing of agriculture, uh, producing in uh, enterprises, and so on. And uh, the idea was that it will be more easy if they all are on one place. The interesting point in this is that the Soviet state accepted this idea and uh, made attempt to pursue this idea. They were organized numerous discussion, meeting and highest level of the state where this request of Roma intelligentsia was ser seriously taken and discussed. And if the Second World War was not happened, we don't know which kind of outcome would have this uh, initiative because it stops uh, suddenly by Second World War. The last documents uh, in regard of the Autonomy Republic was uh, a circular in which uh, the state asked, uh, tried to find a suitable place hmm. for this Republic. Did, did they consider any places? Yes, they have been considered many places. They have been many proposals, but uh, all this is described I see. in the book. <laughs> uh, Some have been rejected as absolute uh, uh, un unsuitable because of uh, climatical reasons. Uh, uh, some were rejected because uh, was not em enough uh, land for distribution. So, thank you for 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 mentioning this very interesting fact because. Uh, uh, given what you were talking about, the, the amount of material available on Roma as produced by Roma, uh, we could say that Roma uh, could be used as an uh, excellent example for writing the history of an unsuccessful nation-building movement, and un un unsuccessful to this day, but almost successful coming to the threshold uh, of uh, building uh, the own state. So, so many interesting uh, topics. Not, not only unsuccessful, but maybe national building movement, which took another path. Indeed, uh, different paths uh, were taken and these paths uh, were played out after the Second World War. And uh, it is something to be checked uh, upon another generation of uh, scholars. Uh, but uh, now I would like uh, to turn our attention to what role your source book, you hope, uh, will play vis-à-vis -vis research. Do you think that the source book may, at long last, because it is a long overdue process, help uh, integrate Roma history 
with the mainstream of European history. We hope that it will happen. Uh, of course, we cannot be absolute sure because uh, the prejudice, the laziness, maybe, uh, uh, should uh, be taken in account in this. But uh, what makes me more optimistic is that uh, already now through this project, some of colleagues uh, have been inspired to continue the work. Uh, among our team, they are young, but also elder scholars who were absolutely exciting, start to work uh, incredible good, and they already start to publish, to make further research. For example, in Hungary, our young colleague, Tamas Hanajnacki, published already as a result of our collaboration in Hungarian language two books. And wow. now the third book is uh, in print. So starting from the task uh, in our project and the interest, he continued and will continue. The same is our colleague from Russia, Shapoval. He published, I think, already six or seven uh, articles inspired by the project and continuing uh, to go to the archives. And just a few days ago, we received uh, mails from our Greek colleagues, which is very important because uh, with Greek language is very difficult to deal. And uh, also for us, it was uh, extremely difficult uh, to find materials uh, in Greece. Because if the language is so different from all languages you know, it's uh, really difficult to manage. And the colleague informed us that he already discovered more and more source materials after we finished the work on the source book. And he intended to write a big book devoted to the topic of uh, Greek gypsies. So it started already. And what is maybe more pleasant also, or equal so pleasant, that the book reaches also the community. Uh, in Bulgaria, for example, we are observing, uh, maybe this is because they are al this also, the source is published not only in English translation, but also in original. Uh, Roma in Bulgaria print out from the open access book the texts which are in Bulgarian and start to discuss them. So the information is reaching the community and start to, to try to find more information about uh, the people who are mentioned in the book and so on. So it started. We will see uh, nothing is going so quick. Indeed, but uh, it's, it's extremely quick. The book was published uh, as open access with online access in uh, February this year, 2021. But so many things have already happened. That's extraordinary. And uh, probably it is bringing uh, our interview to an end. But uh, I would like to ask you, what do you think are the most urgent fields uh, or paths of research uh, on Roma which should be followed now after your source book? Oh, this is a very difficult question because this is so many things which should be done 
that uh, I really uh, have difficulty to answer. From one side, I would like very much to continue this, this uh, research, even on this period, because it appears that uh, really we, we have not possibility to find everything. And even in some countries, maybe not so huge amount of information, but still, now we are preparing this source book is the uh, first one from the triptych. The, sec the second one will be Roma literature and media in interwar period of time. And now we are trying to finalize the third one, which is Roma portraits. And here we invited colleagues from Spain because they are also initiatives and personalities in uh, interwar period of time who were active and continued also after interwar period of time, who are visionaries, thinkers, and also surprisingly in the USA. Of course, in the USA, the personality is uh, from Russian gypsies origin, but still contacts with uh, high level of US uh, government, uh, attempt to facilitate sedentarization, schooling, and so on. Very interesting attempts. So to continue this period of time on other fields, or even in the same countries, would be absolute fantastic. But also next period of time. Now there are a lot of scholars who are dealing on issue of the Second World War, Holocaust, and so on. But also in this period of time, it is maybe possible to find more information. After that, the period of socialism, we have not good research on uh, voices of Roma. We have more about measures of socialist state uh, towards gypsies. So thank you very much uh, for sketching out the perspectives. And our listeners, uh, also being researchers and prospective PhD students, now can see how much uh, is uh, done. Obviously, you mentioned the inter uh, the, the wartime period, uh, the Holocaust of Roma happened. Uh, uh, they were uh, along the Jews, uh, the, the another entire European uh, people, ethnic group, whom Nazi Germany wanted uh, to exterminate. Uh, so uh, that should be remembered and that should be given more attention. But uh, all the lines are of uh, future research, of research which is needed to be done to understand Roma uh, better and incorporate the history into the mainstream of European history are extremely interesting uh, and extremely um, important, and I see you've already sketched out many other books which are being produced uh, on the subjects to give to shed light on it and 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 give and help uh, young researchers. And uh, I keep fingers crossed. Probably it is not official yet, but uh, Brill agreed uh, also to open uh, uh, book series uh, on Roma history which you will be uh, co-editing. So it is a place where the research can be showcased and published. So all the best. Thank you very much. And I hope listeners uh, will be uh, meeting and talking uh, to Elena 
Marushakova and Veselin Popov, who are still going on strong uh, for uh, the further decades uh, of the research life they will be focusing on the Roma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.